Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, maybe the Bucks should spend about $19 million a year on Ndamukong Su. That's what the fans want him to do. But they began Wednesday's free agent signing period by reaching deals with three players, including two run-stopping defensive linemen and a place kicker. Where's the big free agent splash? We're going to break down the Bucks' approach this season. Also, 14 days away now from Ray's opening day, and they still have a lot of decisions to make. Mark Tompkin broke that down in the Tampa Bay Times. We'll discuss his piece today. And John Cooper was out today. I guess he had a lower body injury. Not really sure, but he had some kind of procedure. But assistant coach Rick Bonus spoke and talked about the Lightning getting back on track. All that and more today on Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Thanks again for joining us. We're here each and every day, Monday through Friday. I'm feeling a little better. I don't seem to have the flu. It looks like I'm going to live. I'm getting a little tired of chicken soup worried. at this point. I was a little worried. Uh, look, I was too. In fact, my whole I, I got several guys in the neighborhood. We kind of hang out together, and two of them at the same time have, do have the flu. And it turns out I do not. I, I escaped it. But um, it, it was a sinus infection, it seems. I'm getting better. I was worried I, I was going to be the only one left from the Rick and Tom podcast, and my name wasn't even <laughs> on it. I know. It's the Steve Versnick show because um, we've managed to kill off everybody. But – yeah, fortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna live, or at least I feel fortunate about that. And um, I will say that you know the best thing that when when you're under the weather, I don't know how you feel about this. Chicken soup to me um, is a godsend. It's like the only thing I really want to eat. And of course, you know the it's the steam and everything. It kind of helps you out, or so they say. Let me just say that this is not a paid endorsement, although clearly if they want one, I'm happy to give it to them. But the best chicken soup, in my opinion, you can get in Tampa. Um, and there's a lot, probably a lot of people who now give me recipes or, or places to go. Is Jay Alexander's? You know where Jay Alexander's is off of Cypress there on Delta Mabry? Yes, I, I've been there restaurant. many times. I've never had the chicken They're, soup, but I've been there many well, times. Well, daily, daily they offer uh, what's called their chicken pasta soup. I can't even describe how good it is. It's it's brothy, but it's thick. You know, it's not uh, it's not watery, um, and it and it's got you know all kinds of just wonderful ingredients, and of course. You know, rotisserie type chicken off the bone, and just it's phenomenal. Uh, mushrooms and different things, and for whatever reason, the medicinal medicinal value of that is off the chain. So, thanks to Jay Alexander's, you can get a hold of us if you want us to endorse your restaurant. But really happy that the chicken pasta has brought me back, and uh, a little bit of that in some, you know, some antibiotics, and you're good to go. So I was okay today, and good thing because at four o'clock. It was on Wednesday. Was the uh, free agent started the free agent signing period? The Happy New Year. This is the new thing now. I heard the splash, the wave splashing all over Tampa Bay, right? It, no, not exactly. Not a big wave of free agency today. But when you turn on ESPN, and of course, you know it's all about Adam Schefter and their eight other uh, insiders, and they always do the Happy New Year, and they have everything but confetti and horns. Um, but it's like, you know, that's the start of the new league year, and so that's their new year. But not much splashing going on here in Tampa Bay. There was some splashes around the league, 
and we've talked about those, most of those quarterbacks. Um, but the Bucks, eh, kind of a modest and, let's say, relatively inexpensive start on Wednesday. They did address some needs, though, and I think this is something that at least the folks that were reaching me on social media really didn't quite understand. Um, but they did sign uh, a couple of defensive tackles, and both neither one of these guys you know, are, are, are not sack artists. I mean, they play – they play the run. They play inside. They're not going to have a ton of stats, but they do a heck of a job. And one of them is uh, from the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, Bo Allen. And he's a guy that was from Wisconsin. Shout out to Wisconsin, my wife's Badgers on uh, Wisconsin. He was a seventh-round pick four years ago. Uh, big reason why Philadelphia had the uh, best rush defense in the league, 79.2 yards a game. Um, and... This guy just did a heck of a job, you know, playing inside. And, you know, he played behind some some pretty good players on that Philadelphia defensive line. But nonetheless, uh, Bo Allen was somebody they targeted early. And, you know, the, the Eagles had some cap situations there, and so they, they weren't going to be able to keep everybody. So I, I have a feeling they probably had to compete with him a little bit. But uh, they get Bo Allen, and you're going to love his flowing blonde hair. He looks like Thor. A little well, Thor. If he if he gained, you know, if he was three hundred pounds, he'd look like Thor. Um, but I think he's going to be a good addition to him. And then they double down on top of that by getting another defensive lineman. And um, this guy now is currently what was with last year was with the Bears, Mitch Unrein, and he's thirty. This will be his fifth NFL team. Uh, but Mitch is somebody that's uh, always again done a real nice job inside. Did a good job for the Bears. He ended up getting hurt in December. I think they put him on IR. But while he was there, you know, made made a lot of tackles in the run game. I think he had two and a half sacks, something like that. But it was just he's just been a solid player everywhere he's been. You know, the Bucks have played against him. He was with Denver. I think he's been in Houston. He's been several places. In fact, a little trivia question on Mitch Unrein. There's several of them actually, but one is that um, he when he played against the Bucks, I think it was 2012 might have been his rookie year, actually. He um, not only did he have a heck of a game on defense, but he caught a touchdown pass from Peyton Manning against the Bucks. Lined up as one of those fullback, lined up as a fullback, snuck him out of the backfield, caught a touchdown. So a versatile guy. But so yeah, so if you're not, you know, and everybody, of course, the natural reaction is like, hey, Bucks signed Bo Allen. Who? Hey, Bucks signed Mitch Unrein. Really? Who's he? And I get it. I mean. We'll talk about other players like Indomitian Sue that are out there, and they didn't sign him but yet. But, you know, this defensive line, if you look at it, you've got Gerald McCoy, okay, and Clinton McDonald is, is an unrestricted free agent. You don't know if he's going to come back or not. Um, Silver, Silver Saliga is another guy that's unrestricted that played last year at defensive tackle. He's, he's out there. Don't know if they want him back or not. We know what happened to Chris Baker. They released him, and he got a job with the Cincinnati Bengals. So, essentially, Bo Allen sort of replaces what Chris Baker was supposed to be, and you hope you have a, you know, a more dedicated guy, number one, but a better player. Um, but they need, they need bodies. They need guys. Not every guy is going to be a sack, sack artist at defensive tackle. Um, you have guys that play first and second down. Sometimes you'll bring a rotational guy in on third down and then rush. Um, but Joe McCoy needs help, and so here's two guys that can absolutely help the Bucks, who were terrible against the run last year. I mean, this is the thing. 
what are you going to do? Ignore the run? You know how you become a bad pass rush team? When you're never in rush situations. When teams run the ball on you. And last year the Bucks were 23rd in the NFL in rushing yards. They gave up like 117 and a half yards a game. Well, that's not going to get it. You're going to lose games. Teams are going to you know, time a possession you to death. Uh, third down, which was a horrible down for the Bucks last year because everybody was in third and two if they got to third down. So, I mean, you know, this is the things that you have to do is start to build your football team back up. And to do that, I, you know, this is the direction they went. Now, as far as what else happened on Wednesday, they did land a place kicker. Hoorah. And we know they needed to do that because of just, you know, the string of unfortunate events that go back really predate Roberto Aguayo because you had him and then you had Nick Folk who completely lost his mojo and they put him on IR. Well, now they get another Jets kicker. This time it's Chandler Catazero, uh, Kentazero, and he is uh, someone that was uh, pretty accurate last year. He's been in the league for a while. The reason why they, they didn't, they wanted to replace Pat Patrick Murray, who did a nice job when he finally got rid of Nick Folk, but Murray does not have, let's just say, the strongest of legs. You know, he's not a guy that's going to consistently give you many shots, you know, beyond the, you know, in the 50-yard range. And from a kickoff standpoint, he was a liability. He wasn't a guy that could even half the time get you a touchback. So, you know, Canizaro at least went – he was 25 of 30 on field goals last year for the Jets. Uh, he was perfect on extra points, which, as you know, is no longer a gimme. But he was 29 of 29. That's, that's not insignificant when you consider uh, that that percentage has certainly dropped since he moved the field goal back to what amounts to a 33-yard field goal. So put those numbers together. If you consider that the extra point is from 33 yards, um, you have a pretty good percentage. So he's you know, lifetime, I think he's 84% on field goals. But he's also had a 60-yard field goal in 2016. He had a 57-yarder last season. So this is a guy that has talent and that, that can you know help them on special teams, not just with field goals and extra points, but also kickoffs. So I think... You know, once again, Jason Light devoting some resources, but not draft picks, to trying to find a guy that's been proven in the NFL as a young as a young kicker. So, hopefully, they get that straightened out. I'm sure we'll be charting every kick again next training camp. And I don't know, there's some kind of bug here that infects these guys when they get to Tampa Bay. But they hope they have that worked out. Um, the other thing that uh, that they're waiting on is to try to, you know, fortify the offensive line and. To that end, I guess on Wednesday night, the Ravens center, Ryan Jensen, was scheduled to arrive in Tampa Bay. And if for some reason he doesn't strike a deal with the Bucks, then he's going to go visit Indianapolis and, uh, and see if he can't get a, a deal with the Colts. I think it's, it's important that he, he started here first. And my guess is if he leaves without a contract, that's probably a bad sign uh, because the Bucks' goal will be to sell him not on just playing here, but also, you know, get the money right. And if they're able to do that, then Ryan Jensen, I would assume, would become their center, although he can't play guard. So, you know, it goes back to how committed are the Bucks to having Ali Marpet as a center. Uh, I would have said a year ago they were very committed to doing that, but, um, you know, Marpet didn't have, did not have the best of years. I mean, it's a learning curve having to call all the defensive fronts and get used to Jameis and all that. He wasn't 100%. 
He ended up getting hurt and missing the last four games as well. Um, but, you know, Ali is talented enough to play either spot. And I think the key, they just want to get five really productive guys and they have to get better inside because Kevin Pample is a free agent. You don't know what's going to happen necessarily with J.R. Sweezy, who's you know coming off uh, a surgery as well and probably won't be ready for OTAs. So, you know, these again, these are areas that they had to fill on the football team. You know, you can't address every single need on a 53-man roster in the draft. You might have seven, maybe eight draft picks a year. Um, you can sign guys as college-free agents, but how young do you want your team to be? So uh, I, think, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, the bigger questions and in, in what, you know, what fans want and what they may not get uh, are guys like Indomitian Sue, who I, I think the Dolphins made it clear several days ago that he was not going to be on their football team. And it's weird what's happening in Miami. I can't put my finger on it. They're letting go of really good talent, whether it's Jarvis Landry or Indomitian Sue. These are not guys that can't play in the league. In fact, they're really the Dolphins' best players. But uh, they talked about culture. And, you know, I read, I read columns from Dave Hyde and people that I know in the business that said, yeah, you know, the word with Sue is really, really good player, selfish, and, you know, sort of introverted, not really a leader, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know that I buy that. I mean, we, we know that on the field he gets it done, and I, I would think that you'd take production over, over some of that, but then I don't know what the Dolphins' locker room is like. I know what the Bucks' locker room is like, and I think he would do very, very well here in Tampa Bay. You've got leaders like Gerald McCoy. You've got Levante David and Quan Alexander and highly, highly motivated guys. So I don't think that would be an issue. Um, there are some other issues, though, they'd have to consider. One is the expense of it. I mean, this guy is 31 years old. And the one thing that I know about Sue is he's become a bit of a mercenary or he'd still be in Detroit. You know, he's going to chase the highest bidder. And uh, I've heard Seattle, I've heard Dallas might. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I have some interest. I don't know ultimately where he's going to end up, but you've got to be willing to give this guy, I don't know, three years, maybe four, uh, somewhere around $19, $20 million a year. That would far eclipse what anybody on the team is making. Uh, so you're going you're gonna to bring a guy in like Sue, make him the highest paid player, and, and he's playing next to McCoy, who is your guy that was, you know, pick one pick after him in 2010. I mean, I know Gerald could play with them. They know each other, and they've been compared to each other their whole careers. Um, in some ways, they kind of play the same position. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I don't think that's going to happen. But can I understand why Bucks fans would want it? Sure. And I'm not even saying it wouldn't work. Um, there'd be a handful to have to game plan for both those guys if they could coexist from a talent standpoint. But um, based on what the Bucks did today with the other defensive tackles, I don't necessarily see them investing that, that much resource into the defensive tackle position. So we'll see what happens there. The, the other in, you know, sort of appetizing thing or thing that 
that Bucks fans latched onto was, and, and maybe the surprise of the day, the Cardinals decided to release Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, and you know a couple of years ago they gave him an enormous contract, and then he got hurt, and he he had an ACL tear uh, was about a year and a half ago or so, two years ago, and then you know last year he was still working himself back into health. I mean it usually takes a good year after you return from surgery. Uh, for that knee to start, you know, for you to start to feel normal again, if there is such a thing. But, you know, Matthew, even though he played every game, it wasn't until the last month of the season. If you talk to Brenson Buckner, he'll tell you that, you know, he was durable and that he showed up every week, but really the last month was a pretty good one for him. The problem with the Bucks and Matthew is this. At this stage in Matthew's career, and I know he's only like 25 years old, so everybody's like, well, what do you mean? He's only, you know, what stage? Well, from a football standpoint, he's about 40 because this guy throws his body around. He's not the biggest guy. He's the honey badger. And, you know, he earned that nickname because he he plays pretty much anywhere he wants to. And his most effectiveness with the Cardinals was playing down inside in the box, around the line of scrimmage, as an extra linebacker, as a guy that could blitz off the edge. I mean, he did all kinds of things, right? He's kind of this joker player. And... The problem is he's so beat up now that you'd hesitate to put him in that situation. He's not the biggest guy, and he throws himself around. And on this team, on the Bucks, you know, what Matthew should be now in the league and what the Cardinals did was move him away from the line of scrimmage and made him more of a free safety because he still has great ball skills. Well, your free safety on this team is Justin Evans. And they are not going to – they love his range, his speed. He, he's got, you know, rare ability to go sideline to sideline as a center fielder. So they're not going to move him inside to strong safety. So it doesn't seem like a great fit. And from what I understand, uh, you know, Honey Badger won't be coming here despite Quan Alexander's tweets and, you know, and all the things that you get from, from players trying to, uh, trying to recruit players. But, you know, that was maybe the one sort of thing that, uh, that on the surface you might think, yeah, I can see the Bucks doing that, especially with Buckner here. But now it looks like uh, that will not be the case. So, we still got – look, it's day one. Um, I say this, you can't judge an off season until really you kick off the regular season. There's too much that happens to your roster, too much that goes on between the draft and free agency, and there'll be another round of free agency, you know, and guys getting cut. Well, even uh, then, the Bucks, won for, the Bucks won the off season last year. Well, and that's, and that's it. They've been declared offseason champs now, and if that's the title you're after – it almost never translates to September. It just doesn't. So, yeah, a year ago, everybody said, wow, Chris Baker, Deshaun Jackson, well, you know, uh, is it Super Bowl L11 or Super Bowl L1? I can't remember. What are we going to put on the trophy? So it, it just doesn't work that way. So they, they're not going to win the offseason, and I think that might be a good thing for them, actually. You know, you can bring in all these big-name guys and say, well, we, we got this, but it really works out that way. So, look, may, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that you know, Jason Light and the Bucks have gotten their fingers burned on free agency, and they're being a little more careful and a little more pragmatic with the pieces they get now. Um, I also question this, which is if you're a player, a big-name player, the few that make it to free agency, and you have a choice, like if I have a choice, I can go to whoever pays me the most money, which is probably what Sue's going to do, um, and not really care. I mean, he's played for the Lions and a very bad Dolphins team. He chased the money, and guys will do that. Or if I have a choice, I can say, hmm, I go to this team here, well, you know, who's their coach, 
what's their playoff record? Do I have a chance to win a Super Bowl? Unfortunately, when you look at the Bucks now, you know, aside from state income tax and a really, really nice place to live, you've got, you know, a team that was 5-11 and 11, that has not been to the postseason in 10 years, okay? And through no fault of their own, I suppose, but Jason Light and Dirk Cutter are sort of lame ducks. So all those things might, you know, influence a player to, to maybe choose a, a, another place if he has a choice. We'll see. Let's, let's give the Bucks more than a day to judge their offseason and to judge free agency. But this is how they've started. It's a, it seems to be a pretty pragmatic way that they're going about filling some needs. And you know, there might be, there might be a, a big piece. They certainly have still, I think, over $50 million under the salary cap to spend. I mentioned Mark Tompkins had a really good piece today. We're 14 days away from opening day with the Rays, and so he had sort of the 14 questions that the Rays are still trying to solve. You want to go and read that on TampaBay.com if you get a chance. I'm not going to read it to you, but I will tell you an awful lot of it is around the pitching, especially the bullpen, trying to get that in order You know, for the guys who are going to be stretched out for that fifth start, if you will, when they go to kind of the Johnny Holstaff approach. Um, what's ironic as you go through all of this is that of all the things that the Rays, you know, don't have settled, catching is not one of them. They've actually, for a change, got the catching is the thing that's the most settled. Which was the last time they could say that, Steve? We're in an alternate universe. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, Wilson Ramos, okay, and Jesus Sucre. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal that they know who those two guys are. How many years do we sit here and go, they don't have any catchers. Well, they don't like the, any of this them. This is the 20th anniversary, so is that 20 or 19? <laughs> who would be, like, is it still, who would be their most valuable catcher in race history? I, I mean, would you say Dean or Navarro only because he was for the World Series team? Navarro was an all-star, yeah. So it might, it might be him. But, I mean, it's just been, it's an annual, and catching's not easy to find the majors. But I'll say this, they got it figured out. If those two guys can hang in there. That's, you're going to go that way all year, so that's a great thing. But make sure you read this piece. We're getting closer and closer to, to uh, the opening day. And I, I, Look, I don't know how the Rays are going to do. It's going to be very interesting to see if they can hang in there at least through June and, and try to help her around 500. But, um, but Mark Tompkins did a good job with that. You want to make sure you check it out on TampaBay.com. Before we get to the lightning, we'll wrap up with that. I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial membership. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this show, you'll get a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash sportsday to take advantage of the deal. That's audibletrial.com slash sportsday for a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook. So the Tampa Bay Lightning coming off a uh, pretty disappointing performance, I guess, 7-4 loss to Ottawa, and I guess the good part about this little stretch at home, Steve, is that they get a chance to practice. That's something that you really don't have that opportunity much during this regular season, right? Yeah, on the road uh, with travel days and everything else and a mandated day a week off that the players have to have, it's hard to get practice time on the road. And they've had some weather issues and travel-related issues that affected that as well. So this eight-game homestand and, and, and really 10 of 11, Gives them a chance to practice a lot. They had an intense practice today. They're going to be off on or yesterday, Wednesday. They're going to have a, they're off on Thursday, but they'll practice again Friday. And then Boston comes in on Saturday. Uh, you know who was out was John Cooper, and we don't know if it's lower or upper body injury with well, him. In hockey, they don't disclose the he injury. So, <laughs> well, he's the head coach, so they don't have to do it at all. But I mean, uh, I hope John's okay. I guess he had some kind of procedure done. Okay, it is March Madness, and we all know what that means if you're getting procedures done. But um, 
No, but I, I'm sure John will be fine. But Rick Bonus, the assistant coach, had a chance to talk, and he was sort of asked, you know, with, with this chance to practice, and what what sort of things do you want to address? You look at our record, and uh, you think, oh, why? And listen, we're having a great year. We're 100 points from first. We, we get all that. But there's certain parts of our game that uh, caught up to us last night that we've been seeing it coming. And uh, so we're, we're trying to address it over the next couple of days. But it's, it's nice to be home. It's nice to have the quality practice time. It's important that we take full advantage of the quality practice time. And, and uh, the guys came out today with a great attitude and worked hard. And uh, But again, it's, it's not just last night. It's been Things have been creeping into our game uh, for a long time now. And we've been hidden because our goal has been great. We can score goals. We've got a great power play. And um, but there's a there's a right way to play, and we haven't been very consistent with that. So what we're trying to do is address that. They addressed some of those, and they gave Andre Vasilevsky had some rest today. He didn't have to practice, and uh, I guess uh, bonus is right. Steven Stamkos talked about how intense practice really was. Well, it's just getting back to simplicity and um, just playing the right way. I mean, we we've, we've won a lot of hockey games in the last stretch, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. We found the recipe for uh, for the playoffs quite yet. Um, I think we can. We have the group in here uh, that I'm very confident in. But the, there's a specific way that, that you need to win in the playoffs. And giving up uh, the amount of goals we've given up in the last stretch isn't the recipe. So um, we worked on some things today to, to prevent that, to get better um, defensively, to make smarter decisions with the puck in certain areas of the rink. And uh, it was... It, it was intense, but it, I think it's just going to benefit us. And right now is is when they should be so focused on the playoffs. And Steve, I, I'll say this: you know they got a big game Saturday against Boston. I think it's great that they're going to wrap up the year with some really big games. They got three against Boston of the final twelve. They've got a game against Toronto, and they have one against Nashville. So that's five of your twelve remaining games um, are the, the elite teams really uh, in hockey. So and four of those are at home. So that really benefits the Lightning. Yeah, it's going to be great to watch them down the stretch. And, of course, so many expectations with the kind of year they've had and a chance to be the number one seed. And we'll see how far they can go in the postseason. We've still got a couple of weeks And Andre Pallott, Andre Pallott today was in a regular jersey, so not the non, non-contact jersey. Uh, he did say he didn't think he'd be ready for Saturday. but uh, He's you, close. You tend to think next week um, at that point that he may be back. So he'd like to get some games in in the regular season so he gets his timing and confidence back, as he said. Um, so that you know he'll be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be a great addition for them. He's such a pesky guy. Um, they really missed him. So that'll be something to watch. And uh, of course, uh, we've got the NCAA tournament finally starting. March Madness is upon us. That game, that those games start uh, today, right? Just afternoon. Yeah. So you want to make sure you call your uh, doctor, get a note, don't go to work. <coughs> yeah. I'm. You know what? I am truly under the weather. <coughs> I'm going to have to stay home and watch all the games. But uh, it's a great time of year. I mean, I love – that's what I, I do like this time of year because there's so much going on in March Madness. It just becomes kind of a part of that. Um, you know, also over the weekend you got, you know, Arnold Palmer's tournament over there in Bay Hills. See if Tiger Woods can repeat what he did here. So lots of good sports viewing for the weekend. We'll get into all of that uh, tomorrow. We thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. Tell some people about it if you get a chance. We're here Monday through Friday. We want your feedback. You have a chance to interact with us on Twitter. You can reach us uh, at SportsDayTB 
on Twitter or me at NFL Stroud. And always email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. And we'd love for you to rate and review this podcast as well. And, Steve, they can do that almost anywhere they can listen, right? It's available anywhere you get your podcasts, whether you subscribe through iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or TuneIn or the iHeartRadio app or on SoundCloud. You can rate and review us there. And, of course, the latest podcasts always are on tampabay.com slash sports. And always check with uh, tampabay.com as well for the latest in the Bucks free agency, which will resume tomorrow and really all the way through the offseason. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times for Steve Versnick. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.